Welcome to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I'm Christopher Dedan, founder and CEO of Devian Enterprises, Inc. We are committed to optimize people's performance with tools such as peak performance speaking, coaching, and consulting programs for a worldwide international community. We believe that the only difference between where you are and where you want to be is acquiring the knowledge you need and consistently utilizing that knowledge to become a peak performing individual in every area of your life. Stick around until the end of the show where we will reveal how you can become the next guest on the fastest growing inspirational educational podcast on the planet in 20 to 30 minutes. Let's go. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. I am your host, Christopher Dedian, and today we have Brendan Thomas, the founder of Brendan Thomas Insurance Services. Brendan, how are you doing today? I'm doing awesome, sir. How about yourself? I am great. I am really looking forward to this conversation where we're going to talk about insurance, some benefits, how to utilize insurance, some things that people don't necessarily know about insurance. Uh, as an entrepreneur, if there's stuff we could leverage within that. But before diving into all of that, Brendan, I gave a small introduction of who you are and what you do. Do you mind unpacking that a bit more for our listeners and viewers? Yes, sir. So uh, like you said, my name is Brandon Thomas. I'm here uh, born and raised in Austin, Texas. Uh, I've been a full-time entrepreneur since May 21st of 2018. Um, in that, I've tried, you know, different things in my journey. But what I found the most success in was insurance. Um, I was able to get around a lot of other entrepreneurs that were focused on, you know, other lanes, whether it be real estate or, you know, I don't know, stock trading. And I was like, man, I really don't see a lot of people, you know, in the insurance space. So while they focus on these other lanes, let me focus on selling something that they all need, you know? So I hopped into that, you know, just took it, took it seriously. And, you know, the, the rest is, the rest is history. That's amazing. So I love the fact that we're able to notice some, not discrepancy, but some need in the marketplace in regards to the, the landscape of the competition, maybe in Austin, maybe uh, abroad and seeing that, Hey, there isn't a lot of people in the insurance space. So let's talk about insurance in general. Like what do you serve exactly? Is it life insurance? Is it death insurance? Is it car insurance? What kind of car insurance are we talking about? And then let's go into afterwards, hone it in a bit more for a certain things that entrepreneurs do not know in the insurance space that they could leverage to uh, make their business thrive more, have more uh, capital backing them and so on. So I kind of gave you two big uh, questions over there. Two big questions, the yeah. So uh, for the first question, uh, my brokerage primarily focuses on uh, life and health insurance, uh, no auto, no home. Um, you know, when we're talking to entrepreneurs, you know, we're dealing with people that are focused on financial freedom. And basically what we teach them is, hey, you know, while you're in the process of, you know, building your, your assets, building your net worth, you need something to protect it. So, of course, life insurance, you know, if you're in the process of, you know, wanting to be a millionaire for your family, you know, you should have a million dollars worth of life insurance. That way, you know, if something happens to you in the process, you know, your people still inherit, you know, some money that you had planned on giving them while you were alive. And then on the health insurance side, we basically just tell people, um, you know, even if you're not sick, healthy people, you know, most of my clients are healthy people, you know, God forbid stuff like, you know, car accidents could happen, you know, COVID happen, and you don't want to be, you know, building up your wealth, you know, or building up your savings. And then you have to spend all that money on medical bills. Cause that's like the number one, you know, um, number one uh, proponent of uh, uh, bankruptcy. 
So that's basically what we'll just show people. You know, insurance is basically that number one step when it uh, comes to building a, uh, a strong financial foundation. Very cool. And in regards to now we understand so but your, your expertise is really, uh, you know, uh, uh, benefit in regards to if there's death, life insurance, so on and so forth, like you mentioned, not house, no, no auto. Now, in regards to the entrepreneur side of things, there's certain things that entrepreneurs do not know about the industry of insurance that they should know that they could leverage to potentially get more capital so they could grow their business. Is there anything in that regards that you could uh, unpack for us? Well, a lot of people don't know that within the life insurance industry or even having like a policy, it's more than just a death benefit. So, of course, you know, if you get $100,000 worth of life insurance, you know, your beneficiaries are here, you know, $100,000. But when it comes to these policies, uh, some may have, you know, more aspects, especially on the investing side. So, you know, I have clients out there, you know, who, like I said, maybe in real estate. And, you know, instead of taking their real estate money and putting it into a, you know, stocks or something, I had them throw it into a permanent life insurance policy to where they're building up, you know, cash value or capital gains. And on those, you're not paying any type of taxes. So, you know, they get that benefit, too. And then as they're paying that premium, that's something that can also be, you know, wrote off on their on their taxes as well. So, um, again, when I sit down with entrepreneurs, you know, the basis of life insurance is protecting assets. And then for some people, it is about the actual uh, investing side, you know, where you can, you know, take out loans against policies, you know, or withdraw and use it as a um, retirement or use it to, you know, fund other businesses or other investments. Um, that's basically like what we what, what we do. Um, and even on the outside of the investing side, a lot of people don't know that in most life insurance policies, they have like uh, what I like to call an emergency um, medical benefit, too. So, you know, God forbid if you were, you know, diagnosed with cancer, you had a stroke, heart disease, something like that. Instead of you having to, you know, put all of your savings or your investings, you know, or, you know, blowing through your credit cards, you know, trying to pay for that stuff. You know, you could have a life insurance policy that, you know, basically, like I, like I said, just protects your protects your assets. So uh, in this regard, uh, Brandon, when you were mentioning certain aspects that you could get life insurance and uh, entrepreneurs could leverage it for another business, for a down, a down payment on a property, whatever the case is, is that the concept of the infinite banking you're talking about? That's great, man. That is great. And yes, sir, that is, man. That's that, that's exactly what it is. So uh, you want me to dive into infinite banking? Brother, please, let's go ahead. This is, uh, okay. I truly love talking about this because- not a lot of entrepreneurs know this. A lot of people see insurance as, I guess, the old way our parents thought us or the old generation of just, you know, buying something and having that asset protecting it, but not literally having it as a growth benefit for your business, for cash flow and utilizing it over a 99 year platform and covering so many regards. So yes, obviously, you know this more than me. So please unpack this for, for our listeners so we could really dive in deep. For sure. So uh, the infinite banking concept is basically uh, what it sounds like. You are using a life insurance policy to become your own bank. And the reason why people do this is because uh, the interest rates are very low, you know, compared to going to a bank. They're going to look at your credit to, you know, try to base an interest off of that. When it comes to life insurance, they're not, you know, checking your credit. 
Um, also, there's no required payback dates. So if you go to the bank and you say, hey, you know, I want to borrow X amount of dollars. First things first, you got to get approved. And then, you know, they'll say, hey, you know, you got a 30 day grace period or, you know, maybe a six month grace period. But with life insurance, there is no required payback date. So basically what you are doing is in two ways, either you're putting a lump sum in a policy or you're paying, you know, an amount over time, whether it's once a month or uh, once a year. And basically when you build up the equity in your policy, you'll be able to either take out a loan against it. So, you know, like I said, there's no required paybacks on those if you take out a loan. Um, what happens is if you don't pay it back, uh, basically due to death, they'll just subtract whatever you borrowed from, you know, the total death benefit that's been accumulated, you know, over the years. Um, and like I said, low interest rates on those. Um, and that's something that entrepreneurs can really, really take advantage of. Like you said, a lot of people really don't know that, you know, a life insurance policy could basically be used as a 401k without the taxes. You know, I even have clients that aren't entrepreneurs who, you know, basically canceled their, they basically just took the 10% penalty on their 401k and we moved it, you know, to a permanent life insurance policy and they're, you know, doing way more over here, you know, versus at work where that 401k, I guess it depends on your job, but, you know, it, the interest rate could fluctuate. So you could be down 5%, um, you know, on life insurance, you don't lose any type of, um, any type of interest, you know, on your money. Uh, most, most, uh, companies will have a cap rate on whatever interest they give you, whether it's, you know, seven, eight percent. Um, some might even do 12 percent. Uh, you might even find some that don't even have a cap on their interest rate. Um, and then most, well, I'll say all companies will have a, at least a zero percent floor to where you're not losing, you know, any any, any money on, on, on your investment. So I truly appreciate that understanding of the uh, infinite banking, like you said, because it kind of takes back the control from the banks to yourself. It, it's, it, uh, it gives you abilities to take out money, but the money's still working. So imagine if we say, let's say the insurance is giving me $100,000 and in that $100,000, I'm pulling out 50. If I do that same concept in a bank, I go from 100K to 50K and mm -hmm. that 50K is still in the bank and that 50K is still working towards, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brandon, but towards in this uh, concept of infant banking, when I pull out 50K from that 100K of insurance, it, the insurance still thinks that there's 100K there. You're just loaning me 50K for X amount in percentage, but the, whatever I've invested that 100K in is still compounding still over time. So exactly. the compounding effect, you're winning on both ends. So you're exactly. not limited to the cash flow that you have, but you're able to create, which is why the concept of like infinite banking or your own bank is kind of alluded to. And like you mentioned, we're talking about entrepreneurs here. But this is good for anybody. Imagine there's something that happens, God forbid, your roof breaks down and you have to change your roof and you don't have the capital for that. I mean, this would be a good exactly. way to utilize that. Uh, Brendan, how did you first hear of this? Did you hear about it once you went into the industry? Did you know about it pre previous uh, to going into the insurance industry? Is that something that you utilize on a daily uh, basis as well to grow your business? So I actually heard about it maybe, I would say maybe a year into the business. And I didn't hear, I didn't hear it as infinite banking, I just got introduced to a certain permanent life insurance policy. And when I was getting taught about it, like I said, they weren't saying infinite banking. It was just like, hey, you know, these are the aspects of the policy. And then when I was on Twitter, I saw somebody do a thread 
on infinite banking and they weren't even in the insurance industry. And I was like, well, this is like the same kind of concept. So I guess they just call it, you know, infinite banking. So, uh, but yes, I actually do. Um, well, I don't use it yet, but I do have a permanent life insurance policy that I'm in the process, you know, of growing it in the future. So, but I've only had it about four years. And for all the listeners out there, if you do, uh, pay monthly on a permanent life insurance policy. It does take longer to build up that equity. Um, I will say for people that are, you know, I have clients that will put in, you know, 40,000 at a time, you know, plus. So those people, of course, you know, it'll, it's, it's not going to take as long for them to build that up, you know, due to them to due to the lump sum. So, um, but yeah, that, uh, and also term as well. That makes sense. Uh, Brendan, I want to talk about the fact that you're relatively a new entrepreneur. You said that you started in 2018. Uh, within that period, obviously, there was uh, the pandemic, but you're in an insurance world. So you were able to, I'm sure, maneuver and still do your thing in regards to the online world uh, to serve mm-hmm. your clients. But talk to us a bit about what did you do before? What was the decision to go into entrepreneurship? Because maybe there's some listeners over here that are thinking about starting a business, thinking about starting something, and they're afraid to jump and take that leap. Talk to us about that period in time. What industry were you previously in and why did you decide to become an entrepreneur and kind of do this on your own to really put yourself out there in that regards? For sure. So I'll I'll even go back a little bit further. So uh, growing up, I had the type of parents that basically taught me you know, hey, go to school, get good grades, go to college, you know, and then you'll be, you know, you'll be good. So I basically followed that. I went to college for a year. Uh, I could not decide on a major. Um, so I kept switching. Um, by my second year, uh, the first semester I had dropped out, um, I basically only went to class up until maybe November. Um, and the only reason why I did was so I could get a, a college refund check. That's the only reason why I went to class. Once I got that check, I was like, man, you know what? I'm done. So uh, after I dropped out, man, I, I mainly just worked um, food industry uh, and I had a big victim mindset. And then, man, I don't know what happened, dude. Just out of nowhere. Um, I saw this guy posted on Twitter. He was talking about like financial freedom and stuff. And I really wasn't trying to hear him. But a guy that I follow kept retweeting him. And he had a podcast, too. And I was like, man, you know what? Let me, you know, when you hate something, but you still pay attention to like a song on the radio, you hate it. But then you start to like it. So I started listening to this guy's podcast and he asked everybody a question at the end. He was like, what is your favorite business book? So I would say maybe eight out of 10, nine out of 10 people would say Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you know, by Robert Kiyosaki. So I was like, you know what? Let me get this Robert Kiyosaki book. So I read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and then my mom just did a, a whole like 180. And um, I was working uh, fast food at the time. I started doing Forex uh, during that time, um, and I saw a little bit of success. I ended up quitting my job. I think I'm, I had maybe $800 saved. Um, I didn't know what I was going to do. I started doing Uber. Um, the only thing that I, I knew at that time was uh, that I had a lot of grit. And that I wanted to be successful. And I knew, um, you know, working, I think I was making like $10 and 80 cents an hour. Um, that wasn't going to get me anywhere to where I wanted to be. So I basically just fell my way into insurance. And uh, like you had mentioned with the pandemic, um, I thought stuff would mess up, but the total opposite happened. You know, when the pandemic hit, people got real serious about making sure their life and their health insurance was in order. So, um, you know, COVID, you know, I don't want to sound um, like 
like I'm not empathetic, but for me personally, COVID was like, uh, I guess like a blessing in disguise, I guess I can say just from a business perspective. Um, but yeah. Okay. So I love that analogy and that, that whole arc you just gave from there. And let's just take a little moment to give a hats off to Robert Kiyosaki, because you're not the only one that has that story after reading his book. And it is such great business uh, concepts made in a way that's so digestible and uh, something that you can understand from wherever you are. So like you said, maybe mm -hmm. you do not have the best understanding of the business world, but the way that that book presents it to you, you realize you're thinking about things differently. And everything exactly. starts with that mindset. Once you're able to shift that mindset and really look at things and being like, and this is something he mentions in the book, or oh, instead of saying, I can afford this, say, what can I do to afford this? So exactly. you had that ideology and like, hey, you know what? I'm working at this restaurant, getting paid a dollar and a nickel per hour. That's not how I'm going to uh, acquire my dreams. What are my dreams? How can I acquire? Then you started going down that route. So I just wanted to highlight that for any of our listeners and viewers here. If you're in the beginning process, uh, it's something to really lean into is your mindset. Mindset is the base of it. Once you change that mindset, then the answers will come and then you'll find certain things. And granted, maybe insurance is, uh, is that for you now. Maybe it's going to be something else, but you're going through your journey in that regard. So I really wanted to highlight that. Thank you for sharing that. I'm glad to hear that everything's going great on that end. And now talk to us about the aspect of the growth of your business. And so now you did allude to uh, COVID for you. That was kind of like a blessing in disguise because a lot of people uh, went heavier on that. And for you, the business kind of blew up on that end. Talk to us a bit about that. Do you have any employees? What's the growth of it? Uh, what's your projections in that regards? How did you go about figuring all that aspect out from being a new in the game to like, oh, wait a minute, there's a lot more demand in this field right now. So how is that growth looking like for you? So for sure, when I first started, um, I actually got recruited into an MLM uh, and I quickly realized that that MLM world wasn't for me. Uh, but I did get, you know, licensed for free under them. Uh, I ended up, you know, just going out on my own. Um, and when I first started, I did something, uh, I, I guess I coined this term, I call it digital door knocking. And what I would do is I basically would, you know, when you go knock on somebody's door, it's, it's unsolicited, you know? So I used to do it on Facebook. Like I would add, like if, if me and you had more than 10 mutual friends, I'm going to add you as a friend, you know, I might give it a little bit, maybe a day or two, you know, and I'm sending you a message, you know, basically an introductory message. Uh, this is what I do. This is how I can help you. And that's basically how I started my business. You know, just like door knocking, of course, people are going to turn you away. Uh, people are going to not respond. But I basically everything started off of that. Um, I got random phone calls, started doing like Google ads, started doing um SEO. So I pay people to do my ads, pay people to do my SEO, uh, pay people to do my uh, my social media marketing. Um, I have a VA. Uh, I do have, uh, I have a few agents under me, uh, one including my mom, uh, but they're all independent though. So I don't, um, they, they do their own thing. Uh, I basically just got them, you know, on what I do, but I'm still, I wouldn't say I'm a, a one man team, but I still, I'm still doing, you know, sales every day. Um, it's not stressful, man. Like I said, I love it. I work from home. Um, like I said, it's, 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 it's pretty kosher, man, at this point. Let's go. I love hearing that. I love the aspect that you kind of alluded to started with no network, uh, or essentially no network in the, in the business world. And you're like, how are we going to get towards there? Now, door knocking is such a great tool. I've actually done it in the beginning of my uh, brokerage career years back, and you get so many uh, positive responses through there and you already still get some negative ones, but the overall arching 
uh, approach as an entrepreneur, as a sales professional, is that you learn how to communicate. You learn how to position yourself. And that aspect with the social media is very predominant as well. Like you said, you were out there hustling, putting in the name. And then from there, you just got that ball rolling. And once I get that ball rolling, it's so much easier to push that momentum forward because momentum is probably one of the most powerful things. And then from there, like you said, you grow your, your company. Right now, you're still a solopreneur, but you have some people that you collaborate with, such as your mother. Uh, one thing after you kind of mentioned this, my next question for you, as you're kind of structuring this and you, you're succeeding in this world, what are some rituals, habits, and methodologies that you use on a daily basis to succeed? Because this podcast is called the Peak Performance Greatness Show. And I truly believe that everybody has greatness within them and everybody could achieve high levels of performance. But all of that is based on certain things you do on a daily basis. So what are some of the habits and rituals that you do on a daily basis to show up, be motivated to do those prospecting and get clients and just grow your business? Man, working out, working out in the gym, hitting the gym. That is my, that's my thing, man. I used to, and I'll be honest, man, I, I used to wake up and do the, um, like the positive affirmations. Um, I do have like stuff, you know, on my wall that I write down, I look over, but I wouldn't say it's daily. Um, but one thing that I, that I do daily, man, that really, really inspires me, man, is I listen to luxury rap music. I watch uh, certain movies like The Godfather, uh, Scarface, just like movies to where you're just seeing nothing but wealth, you know, I was born in 95, but I'm in the process currently of going back and watching uh, Miami Vice. So stuff like that, man, inspires me listening to, you know, musical artists just talk about, you know, driving Benzes and, you know, living in, you know, high rise apartments and but not even just material stuff. You know, hearing people talk about, you know, they just have time freedom, you know, so, you know, as an entrepreneur, you know, money is. Of course, you know, money is what we want, but the biggest thing is freedom, you know. So, you know, without having that time, I mean, you're really, you know, you're really not financially free. So, but I would say working out, man, and just luxury, just listening to luxury and just looking at luxury 24-7, 24-7 every day. I love that, Brent. So first and foremost, working out is such an important part because as you work out, you have the proper uh, you know, uh, endorphins coming up in your body of the proper serotonin is increasing in your body. And then you're just so much happier, which is the happy drug in itself, which helps you get motivated and go forward. Furthermore, you subconsciously or consciously imprint yourself of positive affirmations, positive beliefs, uh, the ones that you're calling it the, the wealthy things that you look at the wealthy rap, the, the, the movies that associate through wealth. So then in your subconscious mind, it's creating it and your reticular activating system, which is the filter of your brain is spotting you that direction towards finding that personal wealth, time wealth, travel wealth. When we're talking about wealth, it's not just financial, but like you mentioned, time freedom and beyond. Uh, um, Brandon, I have a couple of questions over here before we end off, because I do want to be respectful for your time and we're having a great conversation here. Uh, my next question for you is as an entrepreneur, we learn a lot from people's successes. And like you said, you're definitely like a startup success and somebody in the beginning of getting your, your insurance business to really, uh, to that next level. And it shows that you're doing the right steps in that regards. And we learn a lot from people's successes, but we also learn from our failures and other people's failures and difficulties. So my question to you is, what is something in your business right now that you're struggling with and what are you going to do to fix that? So what are certain things that you're struggling with right now in your business and how are you approaching to fix that? Uh, I will say one thing 
is maybe getting insurance agents to uh, just see the, so I'm an independent agent. And when I do recruit other agents, I try to basically just uh, target the people that are with like uh, MLMs. I'm sure you've heard of like Primerica, maybe you heard mm -hmm. of them. Yeah. So my thing is just getting them to see that it's better independent wise than being one of those um, type of firms. Because over here, I mean, one well, in the insurance world, everything is really about ownership of renewals. So on this side, you know, I own my renewals. So basically like, you know, whenever I have a kid, I can get them licensed and they can inherit my renewals. But over there on their end, Primerica owns their renewals. So if they leave, they lose those. So that's one thing that I do struggle with. Um, Cause like, 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 like we're talking about, I'm new. So, you know, and everything in this generation is pretty much about like flash and I don't, I'm not really a, like if you, you looked at my Instagram, my Instagram is like 100% business. Like you're not going to go and really see my personal life. Um, so I don't, I haven't got caught up in the whole, you know, the recruiting thing. Because people really want to like see you have certain things, you know, before you actually really get their attention, man. So um, that's something I'm just going to have to just work on. I guess just getting out of my, out of my comfort zone with, with that. I love that. Okay. So I love the fact that you're aware of like, hey. What do I need to do to get out of my comfort zone, be aware of it, grow out of it, as well as find what I understand, uh, uh, good recruits that understand the value of being self-employed in this regard under an umbrella of a bigger firm. Because once you're self-employed in the insurance uh, uh, aspect is that you're able to control your renewals, which there are huge values to that. Uh, so Brendan, man, I appreciate that. Uh, my last question for you is if somebody's listening to this and wants to connect with you, wants to know more about you, potentially interested in checking out some insurance through your services, where's the best place that they connect uh, They connect with you? Uh, the best place would uh, be my website, which is www.bthomasinsurance.com. And that's B as in Brandon. Uh, on Twitter, uh, my handle is BTinsuranceLLC. Um, those two would be definitely be the biggest, biggest uh, ones. Oh, I'm sorry, Instagram as well. And it's just BT insurance. So um, I'm pretty much on social media, like almost all day. Um, a lot of my business is through um, like ads, SEO, and like I said, uh, organic social media. So um, I'm pretty much retweeting and, you know, commenting to people and, you know, basically just networking online. Let's go. I love that. Brandon, thank you very much for that insight. Definitely some great conversation we had about infinite banking, the reality of banking, how you could potentially make a career out of that and how to grow as an entrepreneur through the process. So thank you very much. Have a great day. Yes, sir. You too, brother. Thank you so much. Christopher Dedian here. Thank you so much for listening to the Peak Performance Greatness Show. If you're a successful entrepreneur or entrepreneur who would like to be on this program, please visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot of your phone, text it to a friend, or post it on the socials. If you know somebody that could be a great guest, please tag them on social media to let them know about this program. And don't forget to include the hashtag Peak Performance Greatness. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. To make sure that you don't miss any episode, go ahead and click that subscribe button. Your thumbs up, rating, and review go a long way to help us promote this show, and it would mean a lot to me as well as my team. 
You want to know more? Go ahead and visit our website at peakperformancegreatness.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or my YouTube channel at Christopher Didier. Thank you for listening. We will see you next time. Have a blessed and grateful day.